from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks, and welcome back to The Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews, as always, at the DC Matthews. And as always, again, I hope you are well, and I hope that those you love are doing well as well. Um, This is episode three of the Getting to WrestleMania edition, and I'm already, you know, we've already got problems, gang. We've already got problems. Uh, In the first episode, I uh, painted a picture of how I'd like to see the men's division um, kind of sort itself out. In our last episode, I took care of the women's division. Um, And now, you know, we're kind of dealing with everybody else and trying to figure out what the rest of it's going to look like. But we already have a problem with the men's division. Uh, and this is, I think, the the downside of trying to record these um, week after week after week instead of having done it all in one fell swoop. Uh, if you are to believe the dirt sheets, the news with a Z, those with the scoops also with a Z, the scoops, Kevin Owens, who I had planned to win the Royal Rumble and go on to WrestleMania to take on Brock Lesnar, uh, is going to leave the WWE when his contract is up, which is reportedly in January. Now, here's the trouble. Do I believe the dirt sheets? Kind of. Um, You know, I don't go through and and kind of look at their track record to see how often they're right. But this is the kind of thing that sounds right, isn't it? Kevin Owens' contract is up. Uh, Adam Cole, one of his friends, just left to join some of his other friends in this other promotion. Uh, And while, you know, Kevin Steen going to AEW is a big deal, it's not a CM Punk or Daniel Bryan deal. Um... So could it happen? Absolutely it could. Absolutely could happen. Uh, That Kevin Owens could be done with the WWE by January, in which case my plan for WrestleMania is uh, kaput. So do I fix it now? And, you know, get rid of Kevin Owens, take him off my planning for... uh, WrestleMania and put somebody else in that spot or change the main event and take Brock Lesnar out of the picture completely? Or do I keep him in place? uh, Because that is what I would want to see. That is what I would want to have happen and let the dirt sheets be damned. Um, I'm going to kind of do both, actually. I'm going to keep the plan in place because I do like it. I like Owens being drafted to Raw. I like him winning the Rumble. I like him going to WrestleMania to take on Brock Lesnar. You know, Brock Lesnar is currently a babyface on SmackDown. He's not wrestling uh, Roman Reigns at Extreme Rules, but clearly I think he'll show up. Um, They'll probably wrestle each other in Saudi Arabia. 
uh, you know, maybe they manage to wrestle each other at whatever other October pay-per-view there is. Um, it wouldn't be Survivor Series because that's bragging rights usually. I think Night of Champions is the October pay-per-view. Um, I don't expect Brock Lesnar to stick around full term. So it's perfectly makes perfect sense for him to, you know, show up, wrestle Roman, probably lose to Roman, um, and then leave only to come back leading up to a Royal Rumble match with Bobby Lashley. He wins that. You know, all of these things can still happen. But the fact that I am trying to fantasy book six months out and things keep changing, once again, gives me more respect for wrestling bookers. WWE, AEW across the board. If WWE had a plan for WrestleMania, um, you know, the fact that Kevin Owens' contract might be expiring, Sami Zayn's now, that's the rumor I saw this morning, his contract may be expiring. You've got Finn Balor, you brought the demon back, I don't know why, but you did. So, um, so right now I'm going to keep the plan the same. I'm going to keep the plan the same because uh, Brock Lesnar can be a babyface defeating Bobby Lashley. And you could have Kevin Owens playing sort of a heel that kill Owens kill the fight Owens fight character against a more of a babyface Brock Lesnar. You can have them both be tweeners heading into WrestleMania. So I'm going to keep that plan. However, I am also going to keep in my head that Owens might be gone and I should have a backup plan, which is what all wrestling bookers should do. You have to have a plan B, if not a plan C. Injuries, uh, you know, contracts expiring, all sorts of things. You never know when someone's going to take their ball and go home. So that sort of leads me into what this episode is, because, uh, you know, we, like I said, we took care of the, the women's division, Bianca versus Charlotte. It occurs to me that we will have, and this would be the story that I would be going, Bianca Belair is going to wrestle and defeat all four horsewomen in a year. That's the story that I would tell, uh, which means that she has to beat Bianca or Becky rather. Um, which you could do even if it's by disqualification or something like that. Like you can tell a story um, in which, you know, she beat Sasha at WrestleMania. She beat Bailey afterwards. I'd have her beat Becky in some form or fashion, maybe not for the title, but she'd beat Becky. And now she goes to WrestleMania. She goes, she wins the Royal Rumble second year in a row. I still like that story. And now she goes and She's beaten the other three horsewomen. Now she's just got to beat Charlotte. I think there's a good story there. I still like the idea of Liv Morgan um, showing up to win. I understand from what I've seen on Twitter, SmackDown hasn't really had a lot of women's matches. Uh, I don't want to get into the Zelina Vega's match being cut the day before 9-11. All I'll say about that, so I suppose I am going to get into it. WWE's a company. They have to make decisions that are best for everybody. I didn't watch SmackDown. Maybe you could have cut something short and put in a Zelina Vega match for her to show off the outfit that she tweeted about and for her to do something uh, the day before, you know, the anniversary of her father's death. 
But that's not what WWE is. WWE can't spend its time making sure everybody gets what they need and has these feel good moments. Like that's you can't do that in a company with 120 people. It's not going to work. So I feel for Zelina and Mick Foley. I clearly is trying to get a job in AEW. Clearly is trying to get a job with AEW. Um, but at the same time, I kind of understand where WWE is coming from. So the women's division, I'm going to leave. Uh, in this episode, I wanted to start looking at everybody else. And I have from long time ago, uh, and by that I mean a couple weeks ago, I have some ideas for matches that I would like to see. Um, I don't know, however, if I'm going to, to keep them, because again, some of these things have changed. You know, I had Damian Priest versus Drew McIntyre. That, that match may be happening much sooner than we anticipate. Um, plus, I do think Drew's got to go to SmackDown. Um, I don't know if I wrote that on here. I think McIntyre's got to get drafted to SmackDown. Um, because you can have Roman versus McIntyre. If I didn't write that in, which I didn't, you know, I think that's got to happen. So what I'm going to do first things first is I'm going to look at the Wikipedia page of the roster. And I'm going to write down the talents that... I'm not going to use the word deserve because that term uh, is not appropriate in this in this instance. Um, I'm just going to write down the names that I would like. I personally would like to see at WrestleMania. So starting with Raw, they goes in alphabetical order. AJ Styles, of course. Uh, I have an idea for an Angel Garza story. I don't know if it would work, but I'm writing him down because, as you all know, I am a big Angel Garza fan. Um, yes, Damian Priest clearly is part of it. Why is Drake Maverick on the Raw roster? I just watched him on NXT. Did something happen that I missed? Why is Drake Maverick listed on Raw? Uh, McIntyre. I'm skipping over guys I like, like Gulak. Uh, I have a plan for Gulak, actually. Um, but... You know, the, the Viking Raiders, you could write them down. There's a spot for them when we get to tag teams. Uh, Jinder, of course. Morrison probably should be there in some form or fashion. Uh, I'll write Karrion Cross's name down. I'll write Keith Lee's name down. I'd like to see it. You've got New Day. Um, there's a story there. If I continue with my plan for... Uh, Biggie and Roman with the Bloodline versus New Day in the chamber. Um, you have an Usos versus New Day match at WrestleMania uh, for a tag title with some stipulation. Um, you know, maybe it is. Huh, that would be interesting. Maybe the stipulation would be, I'm just spitballing here, I've given this no thought whatsoever, but maybe the stipulation, because they've wrestled each other countless times, you need higher stakes, uh, losing team has to split up. So if the Usos lose, they can no longer team together. And if New Day loses, they can no longer team together. Now that is interesting for a variety 
of reasons. Um, it doesn't necessarily split up the stable. At no point would it involve them turning on each other. But it would free up my eventual plan. At one point, I had booked that there would be a King of the Ring final uh, between at WrestleMania with Xavier Woods and Jinder. I don't think that's... I'd save that because in my original idea, I was booking to WrestleMania. And then if I got there, we'd keep going. And so if you did Usos versus New Day and the losing team has to split up and the New Day loses, not only is that a very interesting counterpoint to the fact that later in the show, Big E is going to win the universal title. That means you could potentially end the show with New Day coming out and it's I'm not going to call it a curtain call. It would be a curtain call, essentially. They can still be a stable. They can still be friends. They can still have backstage segments and things. But we no longer see them in tag team matches. That frees up Xavier Woods for a singles push that he clearly deserves. Um, that frees up Kofi Kingston to potentially have a singles push since we are approaching, from what I've heard on the podcast, I don't think it's anytime soon, but he knows he's winding down. And maybe he wants to take some time off. You know what I mean? He's got kids. I think his wife is pregnant again, if I remember correctly. Maybe he wants to take some time off. He's more than earned it. I like that idea. I'm starring that. New Day versus Usos, losing team splits up. I think that's going to be part of my WrestleMania. Um, as much as I love Lince Dorado and all of that, uh, The Miz should probably be there. I understand he's injured and now competing on Dancing with the Stars. Um, do you do something with Omos? Is the, is the Styles and Omos team even going to be a thing in eight months? I guess that's a decision I would have to make. You put Orton and Riddle down. Are they still a team? Is that going to be the thing there? You know, there's a lot of these people that I'd like to see. I'd love to do something with Reggie, but it's WrestleMania. So... Would I love to do something with Dijak? Sure. I, I don't think that's going to happen. So just looking at the Raw roster and being fairly particular, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. That's 17 male wrestlers. I'm clearly going to have some sort of multi-match. I think WrestleMania is best. I would love to see Money in the Bank be at WrestleMania. I think that ship has sailed. Um I will have some sort of multi-man ladder match for a title. Um, so that will probably be where some of these people think. And moving over to the women, Alexa Bliss, Asuka. Uh, I would like to do something with Dewdrop, but that might be an Eva. Not necessarily as a duo or as a singles match, but just including them both. Lacey Evans might be back by then. Nikki A.S.H., Rhea Ripley, I understand I'm moving her, Shayna Baszler. This is the issue you run into, because now, okay, you've got the Street Profits. If, um, if I've got New Day versus Usos booked as my SmackDown tag team match, I'm doing WrestleMania two nights, I've already said that, so I have room for lots of people. But if I have New Day versus the Usos as my tag team match for SmackDown, Street Profits don't fit. If Bianca's being drafted to Raw, which I believe I had booked. Oh, no, I didn't. She's not drafted to Raw. She wins the Rumble and then shows up on Raw. 
I probably draft the Prophets to Raw knowing that Bianca will go rejoin them um, in a few months. So you got the Prophets. Apollo Crews probably should find something to do with him. Cesaro. Gable. I have an idea for him as well. Um, the Mysterios. Finn Balor. <laughs> they really are calling him Happy Corbin. Oh, my God. What a name. Uh, you've got Corbin there. You've got Nakamura. My God. Um, you've got Gable and Otis. You've got, you know, again, skipping over maybe Sami Zayn if he's still employed. You've got Seth Rollins. Uh, Bailey won't be back. I'm not making any plans for her. You've got Naomi. You've got the women's tag titles. If those still even exist by then, that would be a way to fit uh, a couple of women in. You've got the Shotzi and Tegan thing. Tony Storm, I don't even think is doing anything. Um, I had an idea of getting Sonya Deville back in the ring. I don't know if she's interested. So that's a lot of talent. I'm not even counting the people in NXT. Um. Hit Row probably doesn't need to be on in NXT uh, by April. Legato de Fantasma does not need to be in NXT come April. Uh, you know, Austin Theory or even like a guy like Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly. Some of them will eventually make their way with some of the plans that I have. And maybe I should just talk about that right now. If I'm getting to plan a WrestleMania, that means, and I'm getting myself to WrestleMania, um, that means that over the next eight months of, uh, of television, um, the cruiserweight title is moving from NXT to WWE and is becoming a featured part of the roster. I understand that allegedly WWE, somebody within the company went out and said they're done with midgets and they're done with, you know, indie, indie folk. Uh, however, there is no denying the amount of talent that they have. And while I am sure they will let a lot of this talent walk away as soon as their contracts are up, I'm assuming a lot of their contracts are not up. And so while I am going to have a multi-man uh, match probably with a ladder for a mid-card title. I may also have a multi-man match for the Cruiserweight title. That might actually be where the ladder match comes in. Maybe the multi-man match for the IC or US title doesn't involve um, a ladder. So just letting you know um, what I'm thinking, because of the matches that I have, that I have looked at, uh, this one is the one I feel the best about. So, uh, Kushida is going to be part of it. Maybe he's still the champion, maybe he's not. But he should be at WrestleMania, I think so. Kyle O'Reilly doesn't need to still be in NXT in eight months. Uh, Chad Gable, as I mentioned. Drew Gulak, as I mentioned. Mustafa Ali. Uh, I had it as a fatal five-way match with those five, though it appears uh, I, I missed Ricochet. 
So I'm going to throw him in there too. Now, usually in a multi-man ladder match, you need the guys who are going to do the crazy athletic high-flying stuff, and you need bases, the guys who are going to pick up the ladder, tilt the ladder, throw the ladder. Um, you know, every Money in the Bank match usually has an Otis or a Kane or a Bubba Ray Dudley. In a cruiserweight match, those guys, that's Gulak. That's Gable. You know, you leave Ali and Ricochet to do the crazy uh, flippy-dippy stuff. Um, you know, you could make a case that you need to throw a guy like Balor in there or a guy like Rollins in there or a guy like Styles in there because you need... Um, talent that's going to draw the eye you need the talent that's going to you know to make people want to watch that match because while the people listening to this podcast salivate at the idea of Kushida O'Reilly Gable Gulak Ali and Ricochet in a cruiserweight title match ladder or no ladder um it's not necessarily going to strike the casual fan so it's possible that I have to throw somebody like that you throw Balor in there you throw Rollins in there. You throw somebody like that in, um, in order to, you know, get people, get people invested. Um, however, I have eight months to play with, and you better believe that before WrestleMania, we are going to have the cruiserweight title moving to the main roster, and we are going to have some matches in which. Uh, those guys will be featured. Finn Balor will be wrestling for the Cruiserweight title against one of the people on this list. You know, maybe it's Seth Rollins. Maybe it's AJ Styles. I don't know if he meets the 205 uh, criteria, but I'm probably going to stop mentioning that number um, because that's limiting. You know, I understand there's a lot of wrestlers who are under that, but there are a lot of wrestlers who are 225 or under, like your AJ Styles, like your Seth Rollins. Um... You know, the fact that they had Buddy Matthews, no relation, formerly Buddy Murphy, the fact that they had him in a 205, they were trying to say he was 205 pounds was ridiculous. One of his thighs weighed 205 pounds. Um, so I want to get there. So I've, I've, I've already got some matches in place. I've got New Day versus the Usos I've with loser split up. The more I think about that idea, the more I like it. You've got... Uh, a multi-man match for the cruiserweight title. Now, Kushida, Kyle O'Reilly, Chad Gable, Drew Gulak, all submission specialists. So I have to think, is the ladder necessary in a match like that? Or do I come up with some other sort of stipulation? Is it a gauntlet match? Um, is it a six-pack challenge elimination match? Not first person wins, but, you know... And so I'll play with that. I want those six people involved, ladder optional. Um, so to answer the question that I originally posed for myself, if Kevin Owens leaves, if he's done, my gut tells me that I'm going to do the exact same story, pretty much, but with Cesaro, because he's the next guy that you're like, yes, this is the guy that needs that moment. So you can have Cesaro get drafted to Raw. You can have Cesaro be the captain or one of the captains of the Survivor Series team. 
You can have Cesaro win the Royal Rumble. You can have Cesaro face off with Brock Lesnar. It's not quite as dream matchy. It's certainly not going to be Riddle. Tell you that right now. It may be not as dream matchy as it would be if it was Owens versus Lesnar, but it's still pretty good. And I could see Cesaro being a guy who keeps getting up. He can match power with Lesnar. He's got some probably some more speed than Lesnar. He's got the technical skills. I think it could work. Having said that, it's not going to be Lesnar. You know, I could book not for, or it's not going to be Riddle, I'm sorry. I could book if Lesnar wins the world title at the Royal Rumble. It is possible that Riddle could wind up being a challenger um, in one of those in-between shows. Usually Brock Lesnar doesn't wrestle a lot, but I suppose technically, since I'm in charge, I could throw him in there. Something to think about. All right. Uh, So... I I don't think I'm going to book all of the matches. You know, these episodes are going to be, eventually I'm going to start plotting out, again, how to get from here to there. I have some tent poles in place. Um, I have some major stories in place. Now is just speculating. So, I'm going to, we're back into spitballing brainstorming mode. I'm going to throw out some ideas. I don't know if I'll go with them or not. They're just out there in the ether. Maybe you like one and you want to let me know. Maybe you don't like one and you want to let me know. Maybe you're going to let me think I'm talking to nobody. It happens. I'd be doing this possibly anyways. Um, Something that hit me right off the bat was Balor versus Rollins. They had a match at SummerSlam for the Universal title. Um, I don't know that we've seen them wrestle much since then, but obviously that match would be very, very good. Uh, but then you could also do Balor versus Nakamura. You could do them in a triple threat, uh, you know, in terms of a number one contender sort of thing. Not that those kind of matches usually happen at WrestleMania, but it's an option. Uh, what else did I write down? Uh, I do want to do Asuka versus Shayna. I think, you know, Asuka's been injured, hasn't been on TV in a while. Um, everybody loves her, but... She hasn't had a real showcase, I feel like, in a while. And Shayna Baszler, people like her. She did the work with the Alexa Bliss thing, which was pretty good. Um, I think Oscar versus Shayna would be great. Um, so that one I think I'd write now. Because, again, if I have two nights of wrestling, that's at least four or five women's matches in my mind. You have a tag title match. That's where you're just filling the spots. You put Shotzi and Tegan in there if they're still a team. You throw together Carmella and Zelina if they're still a team by then. You throw Dewdrop and Nikki ASH, which I think would be a great alliance. Kind of Hurricane and Rosie type thing. Dewdrop, you know, Nikki's almost a superhero. Dewdrop's almost, almost a superhero. Keep that idea in mind. I think we're going to get there at some point. Um... I want to do something with Alexa Bliss down the road. So, uh, Priest versus McIntyre, I had that written down. I'm taking that off. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Keith Lee, I think would be very good. Uh, Maybe for a mid-card title, maybe just a featured matchup. I have Edge versus AJ Styles on the board, because I feel like, you know, Edge wrestled, what did he wrestle, did he wrestle Orton at Mania? 
Yes, he wrestled Orton in Mania. Then this year he got to wrestle in the Triple Threat. I, I feel like Edge is at that point where he's just checking off people he wants to wrestle. He's already wrestled Rollins. Um, he's wrestled Orton. He wrestled Roman. You know, Styles seems like it would be a logical answer. Um, again, how to keep them apart for eight months. We can figure that out. Uh, I don't know if this is the right idea. I honestly don't. I have a you know cruiserweight matchup. Shouldn't Rey Mysterio be part of that? He is the biggest, most popular, most successful cruiserweight potentially of all time, considering he won a couple world titles. Uh, I had it in my head that he would wrestle Angel Garza in a retirement match, and Angel Garza would be the one to retire him and use that to elevate him to a new level. I'm shocked Angel Garza still has a job. Honestly, uh, I, you know, these, I do pie in the sky booking. That's, that's kind of my MO, but that might even be too high, uh, in the sky for me to think that that could happen. Um, but I don't know when Mysterio is going to be done, but if he is going to retire, uh, it would probably be at a WrestleMania and you have to, who's that person? You know, do you remember who retired Kurt Angle? Maybe you know it was Corbin. Um, I would hope to do better than that. Not that I don't love Baron Corbin. Don't get me wrong, I do. But I want whoever retires Rey Mysterio to wear that as a badge of honor and use that to elevate him to the next level. That's, I think, how you use those sorts of things. So for a guy like Angel Garza, you could replace it with a, you know, Carrying Cross, that would be a nice thing for Carrying Cross to do once he gets rid of the stupid gladiator gimmick. Um, you know, you could do it with a guy like Apollo Crews, so that would be weird. You know, maybe his son is the one who retires him. You could go that way. You could get to a story where Dominic Mysterio retires his father, and we literally get another, I'm sorry, I love you, and hits a finisher and retires his dad. Like, there's a story there. There's a pretty good story there. I don't know if that's the one I want to tell, but that's something I'm also keeping in mind as I do this. So, there's just a lot of moving parts. And, you know, you have your champions. And, you know, yes, we'll have some mid-card champions. Um, you know, there's a lot of great potential matchups here. It's just a matter of connecting the dots and what are the big-time matches we want to see. You know, Nakamura has wrestled a bunch of people. I think that's something I'm going to have to do, actually, is I'm going to need to go uh, and do some research and figure out, okay, who are the big matches that Nakamura hasn't had yet? Um, you know, he's wrestled Finn Balor uh, in NXT. I don't know if that's happened much on the main roster, but we know it's happened. Uh, he's wrestled Sami Zayn, also in NXT. He's wrestled Rollins, I think. So I have, to, I have to figure out, you know, what are the sort of big-time headline matches? You want WrestleMania, you want matches that, yes, have a great story, but, yes, are the type of matches that are going to take someone who's not necessarily watching WWE programming religiously, but it's going to perk their ears up and make them really want to pay attention. All right. So that's sort of where we're at right now. It's Brock versus Owens, and in parentheses, 
I'm putting Cesaro. Big E versus Roman uh, not only tells that story, but we also get down to telling uh, what I think would make for a great Usos New Day sort of final match. And that would be what you would say. That's the two greatest tag teams of the last decade, if not century. Um, and they're fighting one last time because whoever loses, they're done. And again, you can change that and eventually you have a New Day reunion thing through some loophole or whatever. But, you know, that's the, that's the, the story that you tell is this is it. The final match between these two great teams. Uh, we've got Bianca versus Charlotte. I have this idea for the story where Bianca defeats all of the um, four horsewomen in a single calendar year, which I think would be a great way to make her be even bigger deal than she already is. You've got Liv versus Becky, which is a good story. You know, I you know now that I want to put the cruiserweight title um, in a featured place. Uh, you know, yes, it's going to open one of the nights of Mania. It's not going to be on the pre-show. It's going to open one of the nights of WrestleMania, and it's going to be a, hey, rest of the roster, top that sort of thing. Um, and I know, you know, again, I have the pieces uh, that I, you know, that probably need to be there. So now it's just a matter of figuring it out. And maybe, another question I'll ponder over the next week, uh, do I need to have a full WrestleMania card? Or do I have the tent poles in place? Do I have the matches that I think we're getting to? And then we just start plotting out the cards. You know, I've got to figure out. I'm skipping Extreme Rules because it's going to happen probably before I, you know, even get to it. I'm not going to use those matches to, well, it'll, I'll keep it in mind at least. Um, I'm not counting Crown Jewel. I'm going to book Night of Champions. It's going to be my first show. So do I start booking? And as we go, other matches will will appear. Uh, if Cesaro's not in the um, title picture, if it is Owens, there is a very good chance I reunite the bar. And we get the bar versus uh, Viking Raiders in a super duper hoss fight at WrestleMania. So I'm going to pencil that into the bar because, you know, <clears throat> you want Cesaro to have a big moment. And he did. Didn't he win at WrestleMania? I think he pinned Rollins at WrestleMania. So he had that big moment. It didn't do anything. He had a big singles win at WrestleMania. It didn't lead anywhere. If I put him in a big title picture with, um, you know, with an intercontinental belt or a, a U.S. belt. I don't know that that's going to do anything big either. Maybe he wrestles Edge. That'd be a good match. Maybe he wrestles Mysterio. That'd be a good match. Um, but it's also possible that, you know, we accept at this point that Cesaro is an amazing wrestler. He'll always be. He's like the Mr. Perfect, the Jake Roberts, the greatest guy to never win a world title conversation. Um, but he is one of the elite tag team wrestlers we've ever seen. You put him in his uh, tag team with Sheamus. You reunite the bar, which is perhaps his best team. And then they get to go against the Viking Raiders in what would be a fantastic match. You make the Viking Raiders more serious. You know, they're elevated by being with the bar. It's possible we do that, too. 
and then it gives me the chance to potentially break up the street profits because you know how I feel about Montez Ford. And he would be the guy I would have potentially winning a mid-card title and taking that next step. Um, so I'm going to leave this here. We've got the pieces in place. Uh, I think in the next episode, we'll have to either flesh out some more matches or we just start going and we just start figuring out what we want to do and you know what other tent poles can we put in and how do we get this done. Um, it's, it's difficult. It's complicated. Uh, it, is, it is frustrating and it is fun all at the same time. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Thank you for joining me. I will see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking.